Welcome to the Black Psychologist Podcast, where we have conversations and give insight into human behavior and promote mental health wellness. I'm Dr. Kyle Osborne, and with my co-host, Dr. Jason Coleman, we'll discuss health topics, everyday life issues, and try to give you a better understanding of yourself, other people, and the world around you. So just sit back, relax, and hopefully you'll leave with some information that'll have you living your best healthy life. Thanks for listening and enjoy the podcast. And welcome to the Black Psychologist Podcast presented by the Black Psychologist Network. And we'd like to welcome you to the Let's Get Some Perspective edition where we react and analyze vids that are making their way across the news cycle. I am one half and one half of your humble and gracious host, Dr. Kyle Osborne. He is I and I am him. And of course, all know by now that I am not flying this aircraft by myself. This man, listen, I, I, let me not wince words, all right? My friend, my brother, my brethren, once again, the incredible, the uncorruptible Dr. Jason Coleman, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on, bro? What's going on, bro, man? Uh, just, you know, home, chilling, you know, finally had a day where I got my work done early, so... Um, I'm excited, man. We got a new segment. So just want to thank everybody, you know, that's been riding with us. You know, um, we about to hit the gas a little bit. Um, we had a little meeting before the before the meeting here. Um, so I'm excited. Just want to thank everybody for hanging in there with us um, and just appreciate the support. Absolutely. Definitely appreciate the feedback. Um, again, guys, uh, wherever you're uh, you're watching us, wherever you find your podcast, whether it's on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or if you see us on YouTube, again, watch us, review us, rate us, give us five stars, anything less than five stars, uncivilized, uh, but we absolutely love the support, so uh, we're making some moves, we're going to absolutely make sure we get more content, more feedback to you guys, we know you get a lot of questions, we know there's a lot of uh, unruly and bizarre behavior out here, so, you know. Now I feel like it's our duty, our duty to uh, make sure that we break it down for you guys and make sure that that uh, it's not repeated out there. You know what I mean? So uh, about to get right to it. All right, Jay. So first up, all right, we got uh, we got in the news. We got in the news, brother. Let me let me tell you, man. Food people are out there looking unruly, for a lack of a better term. All right. Yeah, so, I, I like I like this segment because it, it allows us to expand. Right. We could look at regular news, mental health news, black Twitter, everything, you know, absolutely. everything, Instagram news, all, all of it. That's only right. It's only right. And we got to start off with football. Jay, you know, we are only three weeks into the season. All right. And uh, there's been a lot of inappropriate, unhealthy behavior going on at these stadiums. So when I got to. Get your feedback on this right here. Let me uh, cue it up real quick. An investigation is underway after a Patriots fan died Sunday at Gillette Stadium. Yeah, that tragedy comes as more and more fights bring out at sporting events. Tom Lamas shares what witnesses say led to the tragedy. Tonight, Massachusetts State Police and local prosecutors investigating the death of a fan who witnesses say was punched in the head at the Patriots-Dolphins game Sunday night. 
This video showing stadium security administering CPR to 53-year-old Dale Mooney. A fan in the Dolphins jersey reached over and just punched the victim twice in the face. Eyewitnesses say as the fourth quarter got underway with the stadium packed, a scuffle broke out in the stands. Initially, police said Mooney, a husband, father, and lifelong Patriots fan, suffered, quote, an apparent medical event. What do you remember seeing right after he was punched in the face? Right after he was punched in the face, he immediately went down. Um, he slumped over in a chair. The concern came, like I said, after about 45 seconds to a minute. The deadly incident comes as brawls are being documented all over the country at NFL games this season. Look at what happened just this past Sunday. This fight between three women happened at that same Patriots-Dolphins game. And in Cincinnati at the Bengals versus Ravens game, the hardest hit happened off the field when this man, dressed as a tiger, headbutted another fan, knocking him out. According to the NFL, one incident is too many. They say their records, which have not been examined by NBC News, show after 32 games this season, they've had 80 reports of disorderly conduct, down from last year at this time when it was 140. You have alcohol? Yeah. Yeah, you see that? Yeah. I mean, that's how it looked like Mortal Kombat, you know? Um, uh. Listen, man, it, you know what? When I was watching those videos, of course, like, it's only, we're only three weeks into the season. We've had reports of those, you know, brawls all the time. It kind of brings me back to when I first got to Philly, right? What people used to always tell me is they'd be like, especially with the old, you know, with the length. Some of those stories are overblown, but you know the stories about them having a jail in the in the in the basement of the link and all of that. No, no, that's um, real. That's true. That's bro. real. I know that's real. Um, but what people used to always say is like, yeah, if you go to an Eagles game, you'll be safe, you'll be all right, but just don't wear your stuff. Especially though, if if you are a fan of the other team, don't wear your stuff, and especially if you're a Cowboys fan, don't wear your stuff. And it's, it's crazy because one of my um, he's an older. Uh, brother but one of my homeboys his nephew actually used to play for the cowboys and i used to work for him and he was telling me one day like his you know his nephew mother went down to the link to root for him and it was all there and he's talking about he almost got in a fight because people throwing beer on him all of that because she rooted for her son <laughs> you know what i mean so it gets crazy um but you know what drives this man it's the alcohol and the beer muscles and all of that which follows but it's so much of a moneymaker. They're never going to cut the beer sales. So I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. And listen, I listen. it's completely understandable that fans can get caught up in the moment, right? Like, we've all been there, right? Like, we were very passionate yes. about our teams. Um, and, I, and I'll say this, that people do act differently when they're in that particular element. Like, when you're at the stadium, you're cheering your team on. I, I get that part, right? That you want your team to come out, out on top and, and all the fanfare. But this type of behavior that we just saw is horrific. Like this, it's and there's there's no place for it. Like, but like you mentioned, when you have people that have been pre-gaming and drinking since like eight a.m. Yeah. and then like, you know the, the the you know the the fanfare for the team, and then also you mix in the um the financial investment element, right? Because now you got gambling, right? Now you got sports. Right. So now mixing that. 
with people frustrated, they might be losing money. Like the likelihood of incidents like this are more probable, right? Just yeah. because, again, they're not going to tone that down because, like you said, it's too much of a moneymaker. Yeah, I mean, listen, man, uh, it's one of those things where I was I was listening, to, I was reading about a story last week about a dude that was so inebriated. They say he was off like alcohol and mind altering drugs. He fell into like a manhole and he fell. This was a Bills fan. He fell 30 feet. And when they found him, he was like completely covered in fecal matter. Right. He was out of his mind. He he woke up that morning to go to a football game. Right. So some of these some of these people are just cre are creating this outcome for themselves. Right. And it's not exclusive to <clears throat> football right it's just we're focusing on it because it's football season but like a couple of months ago like if you've ever been to a festival concert you see these things happen you just it's just not going to be as much of a focus because they have the ambulances and the triage area off to the side you know but when i went to see snoop <clears throat> a snoop concert when we were just getting there there was people getting strapped to gurneys because they was that intoxicated right when we was just getting there this is like two hours before the concert started so mm -hmm. they taking pregame into another level. You know what I mean? So um, you're going to see more of this, you know, until, again, A, the penalties are kind of stiffened or B, you know, they start cutting off beer sales. But they're never going to do that, man. And see, the thing, you have some people out there who completely, like, over-associate with their sports team. And what I mean by that is, like you got some sports fans that think it's like their duty to hate the fans of the other team. Yeah. Right? He like they have to show this aggression and like this physical violence because it validates their their fanfare or like elevates their loyalty to the team. But like that is their goal. Like they go there just so they can, like you said, curse at the the fans of the other team, throw stuff at them because they feel like it it elevates them in regards to their loyalty or their or their fanhood and such and you know there you have some people that are also going into it just so they can get into a fight or, or confront with other people right yeah, just yeah. patience like you got the those are the same type of dudes that, that watch a fight right they watch the mayweather or the tank fight and now they want to fight after the fight right yeah i get yeah you know we we done been there at the fight and you know right. 2100 and, and all the other you know so people that go there and, and like you said, man, it's a lack of consequences, right? You're talking about people getting banned from the stadium. That's what that's what some of these these uh these consequences and these penalties are, or like, oh, you gotta pay a fine. Now, when somebody when a situation like this takes place and you got people doing some real time, like real salt charges, real beyond the old, you can't come back to another game, you can't come back to the stadium. When you got people that are doing some real, real hard time. I think we'll start to kind of see maybe that might deter the behavior. But until then, like you said, ticket sales. I man. mean, listen, I'm a, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan. My brother, you know, my family split. My brother's a Giants fan. You know, I went to school, at, you know, in D.C., around Redskins fan. You know, I lived in Philly for like seven, eight years. So I get the rivalry. You know, we grew, you grow up on it. You bleed that. So I get it, you know, um, and we ride each other hard, you know what I mean? We rib each other, we get on each other, all of that, you know. But when you go past a certain point of disrespecting somebody as a man or whatever, you throwing some beer at them or whatever, like when it goes past a certain point, you know, um, the fandom is out the window for most people, right? Because 
they just not going, nobody's going to tolerate you throwing a beer at them, whether your team won or their team lost or they celebrating in your whole house or whatever. Right. Um, it's just at that point, we're talking about you jeopardizing somebody's safety. Right. So it goes somewhere else. Right. But it's about, I, I don't even really think it's about police, po- people policing themselves. Cause again, I don't think there's any evidence that you can let, leave people to police themselves. You go to any baseball game, hockey game, festival, you're going to find, you know, people that are clearly out of control. So I think it's more so about cutting off this liquor sales at a certain point, you know, and doing a better job at screening a lot of these people even before they come in. Right. Because a lot of these people aren't number one, aren't in the stadium at all. They're tailgating. Right. Um, And two, like I like I was telling you about the concert, some of them are so inebriated that there's no need, there's no reason to even let them in. You know what I'm saying? So um, that would be the thing. To catch them before they actually enter into the arena, I think that would start to mit some of the fights that are taking place. Like, I mean, if they want to fight in the parking lot, all right, I mean, that's on y'all. That's cool. I mean, I don't condone that either. But when you're talking about, like, people fighting in the stands, on the stairs, on this, because everything's on the incline, right? Mm-hmm. Everything's on the incline. Everybody could fall down. It's hard to get the paramedics or any type of EMT or the police is difficult to get them over to just because like the actual physical location. So I agree with you. Like if they're able to get to them prior to getting into the arena, I think we'll, we'll start to see less and less of some of these. Incidents. I mean, we trust me, I don't want to see it, but we haven't seen the worst of it yet. Right. Because all of those stairs are concrete and we haven't yet seen anybody fall and split their head open on one of them concrete stairs or fall down the steps or fall off one of them barriers, right? <laughs> off level one, two to level one, right? Because that's possible, especially when you go to Yankee Stadium, all these places. So we haven't gotten to the to to the place where we've had like a freak accident as a result of that and somebody has died. Now, when that happens, then you're going to see some extreme changes. But you know how it is. Most of the time, we got to wait till that happens, you know? These extreme changes, when they get sued, yeah, yeah, yeah. When the litigation, when you have one victim or somebody, like you said, gets hurt and all of a sudden they seek litigation or they sue like the stadium or the team and they make out, then you will absolutely see a lot of reactionary protocols and they'll start becoming more strict. But I don't think that's happened to my knowledge. I haven't seen anybody in any one of these situations where there has been a huge lawsuit and it's escalated and so on and so forth. And they lost like a substantial amount of money because that's really the only language that they hear is when they get in suit or, or they're losing money. And it's a slippery slope because a lot of times the arenas are on offense against the people, right? So they're banning them. Right. Right. Like, like that, you know, that it has to be the most extreme case where somebody dies and then the family's like, you didn't have enough security to protect me. We're getting punched in the eye after a Raiders game, like, you know, by Eagles fan. Like, there's no recourse for that. You just got to get in your car. You're going to cry in the car, some of y'all. And that's that. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I, I'm not trying to, you know, make light of violence, but I'm just saying, you know, for the everyday occurrence, there's really no recourse to the, on that scale, in my opinion. You know? Yeah. All right, man. So, speaking of uh, of fans behaving badly, now it's on the um, back to the field of players uh, behaving badly. All right, so we all saw the game, right? You watched the Colorado State versus Colorado game with Prime and them last weekend. Of course, man, I watched that. It was a, it was a a, a smashing. It was. 
I, I, I couldn't watch the whole thing, brother. Like, I, I fell asleep. The TV was watching me. I'm not even going to lie. Like, once it got into that uh, that first overtime, yeah, I was out. I was, I was oh, out. yeah, man. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. You talking about Colorado State versus Colorado? You, yeah, you're yeah, not talking yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I watched that. I was up. I watched the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, there's a hit. There was a play that took place um, that everybody's been talking about for the past week in regards to uh, Travis Hunter. Hit that that took place that uh, uh took Travis Hunter out the game. Let me cue this up so everybody uh, who hasn't had an opportunity to watch it can check it out. Okay. Blackburn, of course, wears number eleven for Colorado State, and Blackburn cheap shotted two way Colorado star Travis Hunter, lacerating his liver. I was told and knocking him out for three or four weeks. What I did not know yesterday was that the cell numbers of Blackburn and his mother were published on the internet Saturday night, as well as Blackburn's campus address and his mother's home address. So he and his mother were inundated with death threats that were all the more threatening. Campus and local police have been involved. Colorado State Athletic Director Joe Parker told ESPN, we're very concerned for our players' safety as Henry and his family have continued to receive these threats. Henry never intended to put anyone in harm's way on the football field. It's not what we teach or coach. We hope the irrational vitriol directed at Henry stops immediately. And Coach Jay Norvell added. All right. Yeah, man. So what we're talking about here is a college student is getting death threats. Family's getting death threats. Uh, the address ended up where, um, you know what I mean, public knowledge. You get all types of, what is this? You see what I mean? Come on, this is. We, you know what this is the equivalent of, if we're being honest? This is the equivalent of, like, something publicly happens to somebody that people like, right? Like Beyonce, Taylor Swift, whatever. And then, and then you have. You know, the Beehive, I don't know what Taylor Swift supporters are called, swarming the people's email, job, you know, picketing outside their house. And then you have a select few of those crazy people who are going to threaten violence on the person. Right. Um, Travis Hunter already came out, obviously, against it. You know what I mean? Whether or not. Again, did I think it was a dirty hit? I thought it was a dirty hit. Watching the, the play, I thought it was a dirty hit. I thought he should have been ejected. You know what I mean? And I agree. Now we're now we're gonna take these things separately, right? And I thought he should have been ejected because of all the of the hype leading up to the game. Especially when you talk about that particular player, right? When the play is over and them wanting to lay a big hit on that particular player who's the who might have been one of the best on the field or the best on the field, right? So that was it, it appeared to be intentional. So I thought he should have been suspended or thrown out that game. Now, that aside, right, um, after, again, I think it's analogous to what I just said. It's like, you know, you have these people, you know, who they just take the fandom a, a step too far, you know what I mean? Well, too many steps too far when they're threatening the kid's mother, right? Like, um, so, you know, again, I, I don't really have too much to say about that. It's obviously insane. You know, um, I understand. Now we talk about why the cultures with Colorado, why people love Dion. Those are two separate issues, right? Um, but again, this is an overreaction. 
um, and it was excessive, and obviously, it's you know, it's inappropriate. But what'd you think? Do I think the uh, the hit was late? Yes. Do I think the hit was intentional? Yes. Do I think he meant to lacerate what was it, his kidney or his lung or whatever, whatever uh, organ? His, his liver, his liver. Yeah. All right. Do I think he meant to do that? No. Um, you, Jay, you and I have played football. We played little league, played whatever level of football. We know we watch football. We know that, unfortunately, in a lot of these games, they're trying to hurt, send a message to the star player, right? We know that this is how it works. Um, I don't think he meant to hurt him to that extent. I do think he, you know, he had every opportunity not to hit him after the whistle blew. So we know that was intentional. Um, my thing was this. He should have absolutely been ejected from the game. A suspension, probably a game or two. Um, just because of the extensive of the injury. At the same time, right, you didn't even see the players react, right? Like you saw the jabbing going back and forth, like after the hit, right? So you knew that the, t- the team, like you knew Travis Hunter, you knew Colorado felt a certain type of way about it, which they should have. But you didn't see it break out into a melee, right? You didn't see it like turn into something. They went back and forth. Well, you forth. saw Dion's son got at him. He got, he, he got that- at him immediately. That's, that's valid, though. That's how it's supposed to be. Like, the yeah. players, of course, are going to come to the aid of their team. So, you yeah, know. because I, I think the players on the – it was a week ago, but I think the players on the field reacted. Like, you didn't see, like, the sidelines clear or nothing like that. But like it the wasn't players a, on the field reacted. Into, like, a brawl, right? Right, 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 right. I get what you're Got to a point of – and rightfully so. Yeah, Sanders and the rest of the players definitely got in their face. They were – pushing and shoving a little bit, but it didn't turn into like a melee where it, it turned in ejections and flags being thrown, right? They handled the situation, all right, the way the players were supposed to. Like you said, Hunter came out and said, yo, listen, it's football, keep it moving. Dion came out, he condemned the actions in regards to them having death threats. So if it's a situation where you didn't even see the team themselves lose control, then there's no reason why you should have spectators or the other student body or whoever lose control. All of a sudden, now you want to comfort it and threaten this so, man. Are we really surprised, though, bro? Like, I'm not even trying to be funny. But it's still Joe like, Biden is about to run for president again. And you still got supporters of Donald Trump sending people all kinds of shit in the mail. Powder, bombs. They are, these are crazy people, bro. Like, and I, I mean, maybe I shouldn't be the one using that word crazy, but these are unstable people. You understand? Definitely unhinged. Unhinged. So, so I'm, my only point is that there's a segment of that in, in, in most populations, especially when you start talking about like fandom. You know what I mean? So, I, I expect it. I just think the reason why it's so surprising is because. You get that with this game because of the level of notoriety that Colorado has right now. They're like an NFL team, right? <laughs> they have that much notoriety, right? On a, any given year, it would be the same. I'm not – I would suspect, right, that let's say somebody targeted Caleb Williams and did the same thing now, right? You would have a similar – you could have a similar reaction, right? Um, I've remembered different – you know, instances where NBA players have been injured, you know, and you've had these type of reactions, right? Um, so, again, we're talking about a segment of the population. I don't think these people are particularly stable. Um, 
Yeah, but you're going to get that. With that, right? And I'm, I'm going to finish off on this. It had been different. I don't know much about this player, but it, I feel like it would be different if he was known to be a dirty player, right? Mm-hmm. No certain player. Like, to my knowledge, this is an isolated issue. I do think the act or the hit was intentional to, you know what I mean, to get a nice little cheap shot off on, on Hunter, but we don't know this player to be like notoriously dirty like this is like he's not like a bruce bowen right he's not like some of these other different players that we know he's not like a goon no. that you send out you know this dude plays dirty and this is his thing so that I was kind of like all right he did the hit he should have been ejected so i think that added to it the fact that the refs didn't do their due diligence and get him out of there um but still it's not like we know him to be a dirty player so you are cor- you are correct but in this instance i i think intent in my opinion, intent is irrelevant because he might have not intended, right, to, to hurt him, of course, right? I may not intend to run over nobody when I'm driving drunk, right? You know what I mean? But he still has to face the consequences for his act. If you look at the, you know, we look at the play, the play was clearly over, right? Hunter was clearly down, and I think that the circumstances surrounding the play matter because this is the same dude that they've been showing you in practice all week. This is the best player on the field. He's going to beat you. He's going to beat you. So if you have an opportunity to put Brady out of the game, most people are going to put Brady out of the game, right? I, I'm just saying in terms of logic, right? So, yeah. so, so this is the person that you've been training to target all week. You have an opportunity. It's clearly a cheap shot. And you achieve your objective, but just a little too much. And you heard him consequences are in order that that's the only reason why i say intent is irrelevant in this in this instance because i can drive fast because i, re- I want to beat you to the school and if i run over somebody it wasn't my intent you know what i mean but i still did it but i you know i i agree with that more uh acknowledgement to coach prime and them and the team for not allowing that for them to kind of lose their composure because you know we've seen absolutely games- Oh, you didn't took one of our dudes out, then it turns into a back and forth, right? And now you didn't lost focus. So absolutely a lot of props and acknowledgement to them for even now how you lose your best player. One, the fact that y'all continue to play, win the game, but you didn't lose your composure. You didn't get out of control and try to retaliate in a, you know what I mean, in the same manner. So, um, sure. yeah, absolutely props to them. Uh, Jay, it's been great. On to the next one, my, my brother. So uh, I'll catch you at the uh, next edition of Let's Get Some Perspective. No doubt. All right, bro. All right, bro.